you know, suffering from this made me feel so different. And that was a really, really difficult thing because, you know, through your teens, what's worse than feeling so different from the rest? And I was actually scared of people realising that this is what I was like. You just heard a snippet of my conversation with Cade in this week's Let's Talk episode, which is all about anxiety. We cover toolkits, her journey and transformation with anxiety to get her to where she is today as an anxiety and confidence coach. So without further ado, let's get into this week's Let's Talk episode. Yeah, so today we are joined by Cade, who is an anxiety and confidence coach. Uh, And so for those of our lovely friends who might not know you yet, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a bit more about yourself um, and how you got to where you are now. Okay, so this is... Uh, this is a long story but I'm going to condense it um as best as I can because you know we are talking years and years worth of work here um but yeah for those of you don't know I'm a confidence and anxiety coach so I help women with anxiety and confidence challenges and help them move forward in reaching their dreams and goals so as I said it's a long one but I'm going to try and condense as much as possible so I have suffered with anxiety and I still do now um for as probably as long as I can remember so it got pretty bad when I was around 12 years old so quite young and it kind of lasted through my teens and to be honest it was it was pretty debilitating and it was very severe um I pretty much had no confidence I was scared to do anything I was pretty much a shell um you know but you know suffering from this made me feel so different And that was a really, really difficult thing because, you know, through your teens, what's worse than feeling so different from the rest? Um, And I was actually scared of people realising that this is what I was like. And, you know, I lost friends and that in itself just caused a lot of self-hatred. And that was toxic for me. So I, I, I like, had a lot of unhealthy kind of behaviors that come from this so like binge eating I was very underweight but when I did eat it would be binging um and that's just kind of how I dealt with it however I do want to say I do have an incredible support system my mum she is like a personal development spiritual queen like honestly and she wanted to help me so badly but I was a rubbish listener um it was probably my age and the fact that I I gave up on myself to be honest but I did listen when I got quite desperate and things began to change things began to change and it was controlled but there's a but the the issue was I was still suffering quite badly even though I was you know engaging in these techniques I was still suffering quite badly and I was thinking you know what is this um and I felt really stuck because because I had these huge huge dreams for my age and I just wanted to move forward but I felt so stuck in this like cycle of self-doubt and relationship wise was quite bad as well because I was needy I was craving attention and it was it wasn't until this relationship that I had going on through all through my teens it came to a savage end like savage and that is when (laughs) I realized what I needed to do I realized that the love the self-love it it couldn't be from anyone else it had to be from myself and that was the point I realized because but I can't, I can't, I can't get it from anywhere else but myself. And that made me realise, because I was like, oh my God, I'm on my own now. Um, so I educated myself. I did a lot of deeper mindset work, um, tapped into my limiting beliefs. I actually realised where my anxiety stemmed from, which was incredible. 
Um, but yeah, the huge, huge shift was that I now love, honour and accept my anxiety and I accept myself and I have the best management in place. For me, that was accepting myself and removing myself from these comfort blankets like that relationship and that's what I needed to do. So yeah, that's that's my background. And I absolutely love what you said about, you know, that you now embrace, accept and love your anxiety for what it is. Um, because I feel like so important. a lot of people might try and ignore that. Like, how do you... How did you, did you go through that? Like, how did you deal with that? Suppress it. Yeah, so I literally, I suppressed my emotions so much. But the thing is, the the one thing that I'd say is, you know, like, if you realise and realise that you're resisting the anxiety and, you know, if you educate yourself and you realise that resistance isn't good, that's an eye-opener in itself because, you know, it's natural to suppress these these feelings because they feel negative. So you kind of just want to, you just want to push them back but if you actually acknowledge that the feelings are allowed to be there and if we don't allow them to be there we can't work on it because what have we got to work on if they're not to the surface so yeah. that's kind of the journey I went on <laughs> yeah it's so good I love that yeah. you said that you know if you don't know what it is you you can't you can't improve you can't, you can't work no. on it no yeah. yeah exactly that yeah what do you think it took for you to kind of embrace that then like speaking practically I suppose I think yeah yeah so I had like a huge huge journey of like finding the best self-management um so I can dive into a little bit of like my toolkits and what I use to help my anxiety and the things that really really turned it around but firstly before I dive into that I just want to say if you're seeking to overcome anxiety acceptance is probably your quickest route to starting that journey um if you turn that negative bubble that you hold around your anxiety and you shift into a positive one for example you know knowing that this anxiety is just trying to keep you safe nothing more and know that it's actually trying to teach you something so that's something that I think everyone must go through if they're seeking um seeking a journey to overcoming it so that's kind of stage one um but yeah so for myself and clients I create or help create toolkits. So this is like a really, really simple thing. Um, it's basically a kit of practices and techniques and actions that help you with a certain challenge. So you can literally have a you can have a toolkit for anything. So for example, like low confidence, um, self-love, depression, a toolkit for doubting yourself, it can be anything. Um, so I can go through my anxiety toolkit. I have quite a lot in my anxiety toolkit, but I'm just going to go through three of the uh, most effective methods that I've found to really really take action on that anxiety and that have honestly worked wonders so first is EFT I don't know if any of you heard of that emotional freedom technique tapping it's amazing it's fast effective and it's just the most incredible technique I've ever found you've done some tapping aren't you Joelle <laughs> yeah I mean I'm just kind of getting into I like see a lot yeah. of people talk about it I've been like trying out myself on certain mm. things but I feel like I haven't found the way that it's most effective for me so like explain how you use it and why, yeah. when you would use it yeah 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 so like just to explain it, it's basically like the same science as acupuncture so if you've heard of that it's like the needles being like stuck in your body like that sounds so so bad doesn't it <laughs> it's not um but it's the same science as that and you simply tap along the energetic meridians in your body um, it sounds really sciencey, but it's actually really, really simple. And I'm going to try and simplify it as much as possible. Um, but essentially, it enables you to release stuck emotions. So 
most anxieties and limiting beliefs actually stem from energetic disturbances through your body along your meridians and tapping actually clears that and it sends a direct message to your amygdala the emotional area in your brain to essentially relax it's just incredible um and it's worked amazing for me especially with uncovering and working with limiting beliefs so when you've got like a limiting belief or a challenge or anything like that thing you're struggling with there's a negative charge within that and within your body and tapping you're able to remove that negative charge and by doing that you restore balance in your body therefore feeling calmer and then therefore it's easier to rewrite the belief because you're at a balanced state so that's tapping in a nutshell yeah that's a really good idea because like you know when we're in a negative state when we're like literally in our heads it's quite difficult to do anything effective i suppose so that's quite good Mm, what yeah it's like so so fast as well it's like the most fast like if, if you're feeling in a state of panic or anxiety it can work like that i'm going to do an igtv about it because it's really hard to like do a whole round on a live because it takes quite a while maybe could you point out the what are the, the points, points? Mm. yeah so the main one is here the karate chop point and then <laughs> and then the top of, i can't show I, am i like yeah and then the top of your head between your eyebrows you're tapping along with me (laughs) beside your eye and then your cheekbone under your nose chin chest yeah and then like under your arm I don't know whether you can see that so they're the meridian (laughs) points um so yeah next in my toolkit we have breath work and I tend to mix breath work with meditations. So this is something I do every single day, morning and evening. Um, with my breath work, I keep it really simple because I've seen a lot of stuff on breath work and it's very hard to remember because like the timings and stuff. So I keep it really simple. Um, in for four seconds and out for six. And then I sometimes do um, four, seven, eight. So in for four, hold for seven and then breathe out for eight. So... I do this with meditation and I find it really, really amazing, especially in the morning because you're kind of starting your day off on the right foot, I guess. Um, but I, I basically do a guided meditation to whatever like I intuitively feel I need for the day. So you can literally get a guided meditation on anything. So if you want, you know, to feel restore relaxation or, or even like abundance or, you know, an anxiety meditation, like you can literally do anything. So I kind of just go off what I intuitively feel like I need um but yeah meditation literally brings me so much calm clarity um and I I usually come up with like my best ideas when meditating as well like I get the answers to the decisions I'm making but it does take time to master I think it's definitely a skill yeah I mean I I quite like audio ones I'll just sit there and like listen to like meditations like audio like visualizations yeah. or like, or like oh i love yeah visualizations with like meditation i'd say probably like the the best tip is to actually include the breath work because the thing is with meditation and it's really difficult because you're trying to kind of like blankly think because obviously you don't want like the whole point of it is to relax so i find breath work really really good because you can count your breaths as you're meditating and it kind of gives you something to focus on i find it really difficult um you know just doing it on a whim if that makes sense yeah, and I feel like that's one of the misconceptions yeah. of meditation, that you're not supposed to be thinking of anything. And, yeah. and when you're yeah, sitting definitely. 
I'm not thinking of anything. I'm not thinking of anything. Obviously, it's not yeah, it work. doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it is a misconception as well. Because I think you know what I think. You know, when you say, "Oh, have you tried meditation?" People roll their eyes because they're like, <laughs> 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 "What meditation?" Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think you know if you like, you do it in the right way, and if you add visualization into it, that's super powerful as well. Um, I love visualization. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, so the third technique i'm going to talk about is journaling it's like one of my favorite techniques i speak about it all the time on my instagram if you follow me um so yeah this can be really really different for everyone all these techniques can like it's not one size fits all um because it's like tailored with, you can tailor it with prompts and really tailor it to your challenges and what you're struggling with and what you want to kind of achieve with it um but i will say you know be open to not only using prompts but to try and intuitively journal as well so i do in the morning i do like a morning thoughts session and that is like completely intuitive like i just let it flow and i just write whatever's in here and just put it onto paper like it doesn't always make sense but it kind of acts like a brain dump so i like go about my day feeling so much lighter because i've kind of got all of that from here to there um but you can literally uncover and realize so many emotions that you didn't even realize were like bothering you in these sessions especially if you just like let go like don't overthink it don't think right okay I'm going to intuitively journal what shall I write you just need to just do it and it's really really difficult but it's like again it's like something to master master um but yeah it's it's really amazing for that and limiting beliefs as well so if you write down a challenge and you, you know, you think, right, there must be like a belief behind this. It's like really going at me. It's like a daily challenge. You can write the challenge down and ask like the magic question, why? And if you keep asking yourself that question, you'll eventually come to the root. I remember literally doing a session. I think it was on like not caring what other people think. And I literally asked myself why seven times. So like the conversation you're having in your head, write that down and write what you're thinking along the way um and yeah that really really helps as well but like as I said at the start of the live like finally you just need to stop resisting the anxiety it's just the first thing you need to do because if you resist I can't remember what the I can't remember who said the quote but it's um what you resist persists we really need to allow those feelings to be there because if uh, like I said if we don't allow it then we can't work on it so yeah there are three really really good tips on how to manage your anxiety and to really let it kind of come to the surface and kind of go all in with it and take action with it mm, I love what you said about you know don't just don't fight it because I think with a lot of stuff in life we are always trying to fight ourselves in the most in our most yeah definitely you know like mm, 100%. Um, as productive as possible trying to like niche down and narrow down when we're so in a multi-dimensional <sighs> right <laughs> I had, yeah I had such an issue that <laughs> yeah. like niching uh, down yeah yeah it's just yeah it's just ca so counterintuitive um and yeah so how would you advise people who are uh like what, what would you say to someone who's wanting to build their toolkit like where would you go about toolkit yeah so yeah that's the thing when you when you're starting your toolkit it's like it's quite overwhelming because there are so many things you can do but i said it's just it's it's 
trial and error. Like I spent years trying to find out what, what works for me. Um, and that's why I think like coaching is really, really helpful because obviously you've got that like partnership and they can help you out and they can kind of be like an outside perspective. But obviously if you don't want to go down that route, you could even, um, you know, get a friend or like someone very close to you and kind of talk it out with them and think like, Oh, like from your outside perspective, what do you think, what do you think would help me? Because like, sometimes it's really difficult when you're in your own head and that can really, really help you but again it's it's trial and error you've just got to try the different things and see what feels right and if it doesn't feel right don't do it Mm, for sure and like it's I think with a lot of things it's trial and error and the first thing you really is start (laughs) like just start and just try (laughs) it's really really overwhelming at the start like don't get me wrong um I guess I've been quite lucky in the fact that I've had that support system like you know my mum because she knows quite a lot about it so she was able to kind of give me advice and things like that um but yeah it's really overwhelming you know when like you go on the internet and there's literally so much there's so much you can do which is actually a positive thing like we shouldn't think of that as a negative thing it's a positive thing that there's lots of stuff that we can do um so yeah it's a lot of trial and error it took quite a long time for me to kind of like narrow down because I used to literally get up and try and do different things every day um and that just creates overwhelm we don't want to overwhelm as we were speaking about the other day yeah yeah how would you in terms of overwhelm then I think that's quite interesting like I think that goes quite well with this topic like how would you in terms of yeah how would you kind of go about dealing with it combat it yeah right yeah 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 it's so broad isn't it but I think like first off if you're feeling overwhelmed there's literally everything piling on top of you I think you need to take everything kind of like step by step day by day sounds so simple and so generic (laughs) but it is just so true like I didn't used to do that I used to literally go all in and just take like like messy action's good but like if you take (laughs) beyond messy action it's very very overwhelming so break everything down take everything step by step and then the most important thing is obviously do that but then aside from that you need to actually step back and maybe create your refueling ritual like like I've been speaking about lately on my Instagram so um it's kind of like a toolkit but for self-care and it's self-care that means something to you and that really really works for you Um, because if you step back and you know engage in your refueling ritual you're gonna move on with a much clearer mind you can be more productive more in a positive space because you know if if you just carry on and go like in and and never come out of it you're not going to have time to refuel and really replenish so you're kind of like going to go around in circles without that I think it's really important and I had like a huge life lesson in that because I experienced like the worst burnout I think it was March time and yeah it wasn't nice it was awful like you don't realize how how much it can do to your health negatively like it's crazy have you ever experienced a burnout <laughs> yeah it's pretty bad it's funny that you say March mm. because I I had that last March um oh, right, it okay. just, <laughs> it's just I feel like you mm. need that crash to make sure that yeah make you realize and make sure you don't go back there ever again yeah um it was like a huge wake-up call for me because it was really bad it was so physical like I was so tired I couldn't do anything and I'm like well this is a bit like counterproductive because I'm burning out because you know I'm trying to get all this stuff done but now I can't do anything so I've just shot myself in the foot (laughs) 
Um, yeah, it's like one step so, forward, yeah. two steps back. <laughs> yeah, and like I always say, like overworking, you kind of like, I think there's like a, I don't know, I think it's maybe something to do with social media. You kind of see like hustle hard, like don't sleep until the job's done, da, da, da. And it's just not glamorous. It's not. And I used to really like think, oh my God, I can sleep when I'm successful. <laughs> I used to be awful. But, you know, it just completely takes away from the enjoyment of the journey. That's something mm-hmm. I'm really learning at the moment as well, like to enjoy the process. Um, yeah. But I think with Overwhelm as well, I think talking to others and like create, like we are right now, like automatically, like if I was feeling overwhelmed and I was just chatting to you about it, it made me feel so much better because I'm like, oh, I'm not so alone. There's other people going through it as well. So that's definitely how I'd go about Overwhelm. Such a broad mm. topic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'd also say the same for like comparison because you were talking mm. about social media, right? And like social media is like yeah. breathing ground for comparison. Um, yes. And obviously, a lot of it is to do with mindset, but I also feel like it is very environmental as well. So it's like oh you God, have to yeah. do both. What's your What's your take? Yeah, yeah. My take on comp- like yeah. Um, so I always say collaboration over comparison. So instead, like, if you look at the people that you're comparing yourself to, you need to do, like, two things. So one is either reach out and learn from them and take inspiration from them and become their best mate <laughs> or unfollow them. Like, there's I, – I think that's, like, the they're, like, the two things I think you should go about comparison because the thing is there is a difference. If they're making you feel like you doubt yourself and, like, like they're taking – like, they're not uplifting you at all, why should you have them on your social media? Whereas, you know, if you think, no, I'm going to switch, I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to, you know, take inspiration from them. I'm going to give them a message, you know, try and like build a relationship maybe with them um, and turn that comparison into inspiration. Um, And I think as well, like playing to your strengths is really important and like gratitude with that as well. Because the thing is, there's always going to be someone else looking up at you and feeling the same. Um, So be be grateful for the strengths that you have because there's always going to be someone else looking up at you and like feeling that same sense of comparison. So you do need to remind yourself of that. Um, but yeah, I used to be like queen of comparison. Like I, I used to be awful, but you know, even if, even now, like if I catch myself comparing to someone, comparing myself to someone, um, it's, this sounds so silly, but I do it. I always, you know, I catch myself and I actually tell myself to stop out loud. So mm, I'm like, stop. And I'll take myself away and ask myself, why am I comparing myself to this person? And usually it's something really, really ridiculous. And then it just takes it away. I mean, sometimes it's not as easy as that, but it's something that you, that you can like take action, action on. Um, because it, it's, sometimes it's inevitable, isn't it? That, you know, we come across people and we think, oh, I'd love to have her life. Um, but it's just kind of like the action you take around that. Because you're comparing, you're kind of like thinking, oh my God, am I qualified to do that? Like if that's something you really want to do, like oh my god am I like am I okay to do that like am I in the right space to do that um but I I always say about like imposter syndrome I I really hate that term because a syndrome is something that you can't help and that can't there's nothing that can be done whereas I think there is something you can do about imposter syndrome like you just need to challenge yourself and ask yourself why and then rewrite the rules and like evaluate yourself talk and then I'd say probably visualize your own success um, so yeah, that just that imposter syndrome just kind of comes to mind then when we were speaking about comparison. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, it's is it. A lot of these things go hand in hand, isn't it? And when you have one, it might amplify and exact 
exacerbate the other. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think what I was going to say earlier was that goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. Actually, this is a continual journey, and it's not like you just start being confident, like twenty yeah. stop hang- having an- anxiety or like anxious thoughts. Like, unfortunately, like, yeah, it's a journey, and it's it takes time. And like I said, trial and error, and sometimes it will get difficult. Like it will it will be wait like it will be bumpy, and that's like inevitable. But as long as you accept that and you know you're actually taking action and trying i think that's like the, the first step mm-hmm. is like you're right you've acknowledged it and you're going to try and do something about it that's like the best thing you can do um so yeah like don't put pressure on yourself to try and find something that works kind of like instantly because it's not instant it's just not um so yeah yeah for sure well i think we covered a lot <laughs> we we put out like a question box earlier yeah week. i've got yeah i've got them written down here um there were some that i already answered like we had a question about the top three things to help anxiety and obviously i've done i've spoken about in a bit of detail about those um but i got a few so this one i really like the difference between anxiety and worry because they are they are essentially the same thing but so like simply put anxiety is just more severe and whereas like worry creates kind of like a mild distress and it's like very normal anxiety is normal but it's just more severe um and another thing is because worry is so specific i can't say that word specific (laughs) um it actually triggers like the problem solving in your brain whereas when when you get anxiety that's not as specific it's more kind of like broad and diffuse so it that that trigger doesn't happen that so that's why anxiety makes you feel a lot worse and like you're a bit stuck I guess um so like worries very up here and then anxiety is kind of your like your whole body essentially so that's basic that's basically the difference I hope I explained that okay <laughs> yeah I was thinking um, like, as you were saying that yeah. would you say it's kind of like worries triggered by an event or something whereas yeah obviously it can be triggered as well but it's more like yeah rooted yeah yeah definitely so worry is kind of like very specific so for example you might worry about a presentation you're going to do the next day um but with anxiety it's a lot more broad and it's very generalized so usually with anxiety it's you know you, you feel it quite consistently um like mm. i'm not to say like you don't feel anxiety about a presentation the next day i certainly would but um that's that's essentially like the difference but they're very similar uh, yeah i've got another question actually the um depression anxiety getting mixed up when diagnosing mm. i mean like i'm not a depression ex- expert at all so i'm not claiming to be but the thing is with like anxiety and depression is the fact that they've got some very common symptoms and i mean very common so like uh sleep problems fatigue like being in a low mood um like concentration so they've got very similar symptoms even though anxiety is when you feel up here and depression is when you feel down there they've actually got very similar symptoms and as well if you've got anxiety you can actually have the symptom of depression and then vice versa if you have depression you can actually have the symptom of anxiety if that makes sense so they can like collide very easily so that's probably why they get mixed up especially in like diagnosis because there's very similar kind of um areas to both 
Um, so that was that was another question that she asked. <laughs> um, and then oh, I'm frozen. Um, and then we have how to overcome anxious thoughts. So this is a very broad one. Um, so I've kind of like touched on parts of it, but again, you know, firstly become aware, become aware of, the, of these anxious thoughts. See if there's a pattern or a trigger. Um, and you can even journal these patterns or triggers so you can see where it's like truly coming from. Um, and, and with journaling as well, you can really become aware of the, the kind of like self-talk that you're like projecting on yourself and you can like really see like where the root of it's coming from. So then from there, you can question them. So question these thoughts and think, right, is this helpful or is it unhelpful? Is it supporting the life I want to live? You know, you really need to challenge yourself and think about, you know, whether it's worth being anxious about so will it matter in a month will it matter in a few weeks and i think as well just if you've got an anxious thoughts speak to someone like you don't want to suffer in silence um that insight could be really useful because again like i said it can be like from an outside perspective and obviously you're caught up in your own thoughts so you know what better way to deal with it than to get like another opinion and outside perspective so it might calm you down a little bit i kind of wanted to end these questions though by saying like never self-diagnose anxiety always like go and see a gp for a diagnosis because obviously they know what they're talking about and the internet can be a bit of a shifty place <laughs> so like i know how it feels like diet like typing your symptoms i think we've all been there have you had experiences with like therapy or like counseling or anything like that yeah yeah i have actually i was i was gonna say this like during like my lead up but i there's just too much to say like but yeah i had um counseling and I personally didn't like it but I don't want to kind of say that and then put the people off from getting it because it can be incredible and you know it could just be the fact that I had not the best counsellor maybe not the counsellor for me I was very young and I was in the mindset of nothing can help me so I went in with the complete wrong mindset anyway um and I think as well there's quite a stigma stigma around medication as well which I really really don't agree with if you need medication then so be it you know like I've I've been medicated before and that was that was you know how I got through school and college and everything so that's completely okay and counseling is completely okay um, but yeah, I have had a bit of experience, but it just wasn't um, wasn't for me at the time, I don't think. It leads us nicely onto talking about what you do yeah. and what you're currently offering kind of thing. Just... Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is something, to be fair, like I would have absolutely loved this when, you know, I was 18 and I was like building my business and I was like full of anxiety. Um, like I would have really loved this. So as I said, I've started in coaching and I have my breakthrough package. So this is the package that I've kind of released just now. It's the one that I've got an offer at the moment. Um, so it includes your welcome pack. Of course, your one-to-one -one breakthrough session with me. It comes with a tailored plan after the call and two weeks of Voxer support. So you get lots and lots of value. Um, the Voxer support is amazing because it's like ongoing and you can hold yourself accountable and we can like trial the tailored plan together and like work as a partnership um but as well as that i do do personalized pages so you know if, if you're somebody who thinks you know i'd really benefit from uh, x amount of calls in within x amount of time and i want this amount of vox i think that will be good for me i can like suit and i can tailor sorry to suit clients needs so i do i do do personalized packages as well yeah that's really amazing and um yeah i've loved like seeing your journey and like how far you've come and it's so exciting yeah.
yeah. it feels amazing because I used to like obviously like as I, I I used to have obviously just a pure e-commerce business didn't I and it was like I was really hiding I was lying to myself really because I was hiding behind this business and not you know going for what I what was truly my purpose mm. um but yeah I think it just took a little bit of me being truthful to myself and think right no I I can do more I can serve more and I'm not going to wait any longer and I'm going to really step into my power and really hold a space um for women with anxiety who want to move forward I so, say mm. yeah <laughs> I love that. I, I haven't really seen many people doing that, so I think that was amazing. No, um, yeah, you, yeah. Like, if you, like, this is, like, just really, really quickly, if you Google um, starting a business with anxiety, like, it's not a nice place. It's full of negativity, and I was actually very shocked because, obviously, I was doing it for my market research, and, obviously, I Googled it myself back, like, a few years ago when I was trying, um and it's a very negative place and it's really sad because i'm like you know just because you have anxiety it doesn't make the dreams any smaller it doesn't mm. make the goals any smaller like it, it doesn't impact that and i thought it was really really sad so i thought right i can't wait i need to hold this space now and i need to step into my purpose like now mm. so yeah, yeah. And that goes for a lot of stuff. So yeah. where can people find you? So if you head to my Instagram, obviously I'm there. <laughs> um, but I do have my website as well, cadelauren.co.uk. Um, and you can also apply for coaching as well, all in the link in my bio. Um, I also have a one-to-one coaching highlight on my Instagram that goes through, it breaks down the breakthrough package. Um, but as well as that, my DMs are always open. So we can have a little chat or we can I can answer any questions that you might have. So yeah, that's where to find me amazing and i'll make sure to link this in the show notes in that description of the video and everything so and to finish i have one final question to ask you um (laughs) so what does it mean to you to embrace yourself fully so i think embracing yourself truly means i mean this is like the first thing that's popping into my mind um is to really step into your power and really explore your purpose because this is something I never did um and that like honestly just stepping into your purpose and thinking about you know what what passions do I have what skills do I have what what have I been through and you know figuring that out and then really navigating that and then coming to a purpose that honestly I embraced myself so much when I come to that conclusion and I actually found what I was like put on this earth to do um, but that's like the first thing that comes to mind when I think about, you know, embracing myself and like empowerment. That's it for today's Let's Talk episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform, share this episode on social media and leave a review so that others can benefit from it too. And until the next episode, cheers to your endless confidence. Joelle.